Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wanderers to my labyrinth of crazy talk. My name is Rob, and I will be your host to talk on topics and strange and bizarre as you join me on The Darken Walk. is interesting to me about exploring cryptids and strange phenomena is that along the way sometimes it occurs to me how one-track minded we as humans are and on this note many humans think one-dimensionally which I believe is over 80% of us while others the remaining percentage think two-dimensionally I mean I think because of the nature of the way we are designed and that we walk forward to get from one point to another while looking straight ahead or down but forward. Since we can only focus in one direction, we become accustomed to thinking one-dimensionally. And then the fewer lesser percentage of us may be those who have a heightened level of attuneness or alertness and tend to scan about in their existence, which I would categorize as two-dimensional people. But it is rare, and I speak of my life experience, to encounter or even be that person who actually thinks three-dimensionally all the time. Okay, what do I mean by this? Here's an example of three-dimensional thinking. A little story, real-life experience. Okay, so I'm going to kind of go into a narration here to tell a little story. Here we go. Long ago, my brother and I are visiting my oldest brother's home out in the country. His kids want to play baseball. So my brother and I decide it will be us against them. My brother's boys, that is. During the game, my brother is pitching. Mark, the youngest, is up to bat. Michael, the oldest, is on first base. And Matthew, the middle boy, is on second base where I am, since I'm having to play the outfield as well. So Matthew, who I'm an arm length away from, is being a clown and a wise guy and is taunting me. Suspecting that he might take off running for third base, my brother throws me the ball. So I have the ball. Meanwhile, Matthew is heckling me, saying things like, you can't get me, I'm too fast, heckle, 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 all the while jumping up and down on the base. Watching him go on with his antics, I wait patiently until he is off the ground in mid-jump, and that's when I tag him. Instantly, my brother at the pitcher's mound yells out, You're out! And of course does this while laughing his ass off. I'm just smiling because while Matthew was in the mindset of two-dimensional thinking, meaning as long as he is occupying the space of second base, I can't do anything. He's safe. Wherein I'm thinking three-dimensionally, knowing that he's only safe as long as he's touching the base. So when he's up in the air, technically, he's off the base. 
Matthew's thought process was along the path of forward, backward, and sideways, while mine was all that and included up and down, three-dimensional thinking. Now, all this has a point. The point is, how often do you look up and see what's above you when going about your normal routines? And I mean normally, not when you know you need to look up because of a reason like a sound or because someone else pointed your attention upwards, but normally. We tend not to look up because while we balance and walk on the ground, we instinctively look to the ground to ensure we have sure footing so we don't trip and fall. And this is where my next cryptid comes into play because it's where our attention is most often never at, the sky. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about the Thunderbird. My theory concerning some unexplained disappearances. Here's my theory. I believe that some, not all, of the reported disappearances of people around the North American continent are attributed to being snatched away from the ground by something from the air. But this something is large enough and powerful enough to carry even a horse. So what is a human to it after all? Now I say this because, after mulling over the puzzling mysteries of missing persons cases in the investigations of David Politis, and within this, immersing myself into the profile points he has established, of which a body is found miles away from the last known location, otherwise known as the point of separation. I want to now quickly get a snippet out of the way before I press on. So I'm going to go into narration mode here just for a you know, few seconds. Going into narration mode. The Thunderbird is a cryptozoological creature associated with large bird-like animals that live anywhere from northern Canada and Alaska down to Central America. Similar animals often appear in Native American mythology. Some tales tell of enormous eagles strong enough to carry whales back to their nests. Since pioneers began moving west across the northern American plains, sightings of the large birds have been reported. Native tribes all across North America, especially along the Pacific coast, and in the Great Lakes area, have stories depicting enormous birds of prey. Some stories told that these birds were so large and powerful that when they flapped their wings, thunder was created. Lightning flashed out of their eyes and water fell off their backs, creating rain. Now let's talk about birds in general. When you observe birds, they seem very one-track-minded. They fly from one point to another eat, spend a little bit of time on the ground, and off they are again flying to another spot to do this all over again, and again, and again. But unlike humans, I believe, because birds are masters of flight, are also very much three-dimensional thinking entities. Considering this aspect, there has been photographic evidence from the 1800s showing in them these raggedy-looking settlers, cowboys, ranchers, or whatever their classification was back then, all posing around a gigantic bird of prey with wings stretched out. And when I say gigantic, I mean the body of this thing is like two men, and the wings are 16 to 20 foot stretched out. In some photos, this is no bird. 
it is a prehistoric looking pterodactyl. Okay, pause. Skeptics and scientists today say these photographs are most likely hoaxes. Now, here we go again with our one-dimensional thinking, meaning they are in effect saying that the folks back then were the same as they are today. <laughs> Not likely. Over a hundred years ago, people thought differently. The culture was different. Their moral compass was different. The times were different, and so forth, and so on, and so on. No, I disagree. I think these photographs are real. And these gigantic birds of prey, and even the prehistoric pterodactyl, did exist in what is the United States today. And I think that they may even still exist today. I believe this cryptid, this thunderbird, does indeed exist still and could explain the mysteries behind some of the missing persons' cases. Perhaps one should be aware of their surroundings, both above and below, and practice three-dimensional thinking at all times, because after all, we just may not be the top predator. Well, that's it for this podcast within the Darken Walk. I hope I left you with some thought-provoking concepts to carry you through the rest of your day and even into your sleep. Always remember, never close your mind to the possibilities that may exist. Peace out.